Where are we going? Over the top. It's time to go over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. What's up, guys? How are you? How's it going? Happy Wednesday. It's Michelle Taylor Willis on Over the Top on Real 1100 AM Radio. I think I'm used to saying that now because, you know, I came from another station, which was awesome. And so I had to get used to the new show title, which is Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis, and the new radio station, which is Real 1100 AM. So welcome, everybody. We are your drive time. We're taking you home. If you're driving right now, you're in crazy traffic in Atlanta. Don't fret, my pet. We got you, because you can listen to the MT Dubs right here every Wednesday at 4 p.m. I want to make sure we, re- uh, we we welcome everybody that's listening on iHeartRadio, if you're on iHeart. Thank you from wherever you are. I know last week we had people from Africa and um, and Spain and um, and Aust- Germany, I think. So people from all over. And I got to make sure I welcome my Facebookers. What's up, Facebook? Everybody following me at Michelle T. Willis on Facebook and Instagram. Hi, Instagram. Um, at Michelle Taylor Willis. What's going on? All right. So you guys know it's been a crazy week. Oh, I got to say hey to Miracle. Hey, Miracle. Hey. <laughs> she doesn't have a mic, but Miracle is uh, is my stand-in intern today. She's helping me out since all my interns bailed on me. I don't know what what do you think it is. I don't. I mean, like I try to be as nice as I can be. I got Casey Pride on the other side. He just got off the. He just got off this side of the wall of the mirror or the what do you call this? In glass. Now he's in the production booth, and he's got on. I got to make sure I give Casey Pride a shout out. Atlanta Business Journal. They do top 25 every year. I got to make sure I give a shout out to them. And they got a huge event coming up. It's the Rock Star, February 25th, 5th, February 5th. He's literally like giving me, (laughs) I'm like, sounds like, (laughs) I'm trying to see between the glare and him. Uh, I know, give me a high five. February 5th. February 5th is the Rock Star Marketing Academy. Uh, And you can go check it out. What's the website, Kevin? Rock the Rockstar Branding. The Rockstar of Branding.com. There you and go. Rockstar Mastermind. Rockstar <laughs> Mastermind. Listen, I'm doing the best I can from the interview last week. You know, I got a lot of stuff hanging around here. All right, Cap, see you later. All right, guys. I'm excited about the show today because um we have one of my oldies. And I say oldies, not because he's old, but one of my faves uh in the house today. And before I introduce him, to you, I do want to make sure I say give a shout out to President Biden and Vice President Harris, who were here yesterday in Atlanta um, talking about voting rights and anti-voter suppression and all that good stuff. So uh, we appreciate any time the White House wants to bring come down to the Brown House in Atlanta. Get it? Because, you yes. know, Atlanta's brown. Absolutely. Do you see what I did there? Yeah. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, everybody knows what. We call it Omarion. Omarion, I think it's sick of us calling it Omarion. He did a whole Twitter thing and everything based on it. But Omicron is the newest family. Actually, it's not because there's another, and I know you're going to talk about that. Um, The newest, one of the newest variants that we got. But for the last two years now, I can't believe, can y'all believe it was like 2020, top of 2020, when we first started hearing 
rumblings. And you know how it is like when you're in a car driving and you hear a song and forever, like the first time you hear it and you never forget where you heard that song or something major happens in history and you never forget where you were when that moment happened. It's like I'll never forget where I was when this crazy virus started popping up and the cruise ships. And I remember I like was in the heart of COVID and didn't even know. I was at the Super Bowl in 2020 down in Miami, just roaming around like, hey, what's up, COVID? I don't know you exist, but you probably do. And then I went to Mardi Gras in February. Yeah, and I remember literally, and I want you guys, if you're driving and listening to Real 1100 AM right now over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis or on iHeartRadio, I want you to think about, just for a second, and think about where you were when you really, when it really started setting in that this was not something affecting China or, you know, Europe or anywhere else, but it was actually hitting home in America. And I remember being in New Orleans and I woke up one morning getting ready for a conference because I was there for a conference and it just happened to be Mardi Gras. So, of course, you know, I took advantage of the opportunity to party at Mardi Gras. Um, <laughs> and I remember waking up getting dressed that morning and I they were quarantining the cruise ships. That's right. I remember. Do you remember that? Yeah, they were quarantining the cruise ships. And it was crazy because... We were thinking like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Like, and everybody on the cruise ships was sick. It literally was like, you know, some kind of movie. And I remember it was like Good Morning America or one of those, you know, morning news talk shows. And they were interviewing somebody from like who had been quarantined in their little cabin on the cruise ship. And they were talking about like what it was like on the cruise ship and all this stuff. And I was just brushing my teeth like, oh, God, it sucks to be them. All right, let me jump out and <laughs> jump out and get back to this conference in front of you know, millions of people. And then on the streets, like we were on the streets of New Orleans and it was crazy. And I went back home and then I guess about March is when they started quarantine. March 17th. March 17th. And it was I just and I feel like I will never forget being in that hotel room in my life because at that point. I was still so oblivious to it. I mean, I literally, I remember brushing my teeth like, God, I'm glad I'm not on one of those cruise ships. Life must suck for those people, yeah, you know. Right. <laughs> and everybody was getting sick. And what's really crazy is one of the guys I was at the conference with, I remember, we thought he had the flu. And we were sitting at the conference, and um, and his name was Matt. And he was like, oh, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm just feeling really bad. And. I was joking with him, like, you should get the heck out of here, friend. We don't want whatever it is you got. Thinking it was just like a bad cold. or, But he probably had COVID because he was like, he was down. He felt so bad. But he was an integral part in the conference. So that's why he was there. And two years later, you know, it was shortly after that, that I met Dr. Rowling, who's actually in our studio today. And a lot of you guys who have been following me on Instagram or Facebook um, or who watch, according to Michelle TV, every week, uh, you've seen this guy because he con- he has consistently, since COVID happened, so to speak, um, I've interviewed him several times for my own yes, my own um, mm-hmm. forums and platforms. But then I've been hired by other organizations to interview him 
as well, the American Bar Association. And because he was like one of the leading voices who was not afraid to talk about COVID for what it really was. And I have to tell you, you know, a lot of people are like, that guy's crazy. He doesn't know what he's talking about, blah, blah, blah. You know, but he's an infectious disease expert, neurosurgeon, brain surgeon. He operates on kids, for God's sake. As he says, I've been in the jungles of Peru. <laughs> I've been in the jungles of Peru. You can't tell me what viruses. I know what a virus is. I created virus. I made virus. I fixed virus and I stick virus. You know? <laughs> Am I right or wrong? <laughs> and, uh, and and he was just really educating us. It wasn't really about who was wrong or who was right. His whole thing was education. Like, do what you want, Michelle, but these are the facts. This is what's happening. And, and so I think a lot of my viewers and a lot of my listeners really tapped into him because they were like, listen, you know, regardless of what you believe or don't believe, we just need to know the facts. Like, help us understand what a virus is. What does a virus do? What does it do when it attacks your body? What is the difference between a respiratory infection and, you know, and all of these different things? And what's a vaccine and what's not a vaccine? And, you know what I mean? All of those things. And um, it wasn't playing politics. It wasn't playing get vaccinated or not. It was like, right. here's the facts and make your own decision. Right. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people have appreciated. Now, he is opinionated. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he does have an opinion about all of this. Stuff. Are you sure? I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> but I thought it would be really cool to bring him back, especially since I'm on a new platform, Real 1100 AM here um, in Atlanta uh, on your evening drive time or afternoon drive time. Um, and to kind of catch up a little bit and talk about you know, was he wrong or was he right from twenty beginning of 2020? Where are we now? What does this new Omicron mean? What's the new variant that they just discovered in France? And how many, you know, and what's happening? And so um, we're going to take a break here in a minute and we're going to talk about that stuff. But I just want to throw a couple of things out to you guys that Dr. Rowling said that I remember vividly that has been Absolutely right. And I got to be honest, Dr. Rowling, when I first met you, you know, I wasn't sure. I had to kind of wait. I mean, you know, you vet your sources, right? You got to, you know, you vet before you go in and then you wait to kind of see what happens before you're like, oh, am I going to bite this guy? Is he right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what we can't dispute is that you are brilliant. You know, Army, um, you know, you're a decorated Army veteran, um, decorated physician. And so... One of the things I remember you saying way back then is that this is not a pandemic. It is an endemic. This is, we are not going to be over this anytime soon. Um, You know, people are saying when it's over, when it's over. And he was like, Michelle, we're in this for years. Like, y'all need to just sit back and get comfortable because it is what it is. And I, I, like, part of me believed you. But part of me didn't want, like, part of me wanted to say, okay, look, we just need to, you know, get a drug for this thing, figure it out like we do everything else. Put some amoxicillin on it, for God's sakes, people. (laughs) Doesn't penicillin cure everything? (laughs) Penicillin and hot toddies. That's what we got, you know, and we barely got penicillin. Um, And so that was one of the things you said that has been right. You said it's an endemic. We're in this for the long haul. Sit down and strap up 
And you said that, like, in the very first interviews. You didn't have to get to, like, December of 2020 to start calling it an endemic. Um, the other thing you said was that, that has known to be true is that it's going to continue to mutate and there's going to be several different variants and we are not going to be able to figure this thing out. Right? These are like umbrella statements that he made. We're not going to, it's going to keep changing. It's going to keep changing. It's going to keep changing. And you said viruses are smart. We know this. We know viruses are smart. They're smarter probably than the average bear. Right? Um, So that's what they do anyway. But you said this particular virus 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 <laughs> you don't do that Louisiana stuff. <laughs> this is different because it's going it is it's it's a it's, it's a smart virus and it's going to continue to change and every time we think we're going to get a handle on it and you said I don't know if you remember this I wish I could pull the footage but you basically said I want to put words in your mouth but we're going to find ways to kind of contain it for a minute and as soon as we do, it's going to just keep on. This thing is like, is moving. And that's exact. That's continued to happen. Very true. Very true. Um, and so, and there's been a few things like that where, you know, it's these overarching statements that like, and, and the reason I picked these two statements on Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis here on Real 1100 AM is because th- these broad statements are the ones that matter. Because it's dictating how we move, right? This is an endemic. It's not going anywhere. That means people figure it out. Like, don't don't live in this bubble. Like, you can't stop living. You said, we're going to have to keep living. Like, yeah, wear masks and keep pushing. Like, we can't shut stuff down. We, like, we just can't do it. We got to figure it out. Like, we figure it out every other thing. And some of that's probably going to be vaccine control. Some of that's going to be it mutating enough. Um, another thing that you said was like herd. You talked about herd hum- uh, immunity, and you're like, yeah, herd immunity is a thing, but like, stop focusing on herd immunity. This thing has got to just make its way and do what it's gonna do. Do you remember saying? I know because you say. I mean, you said the same thing on the Black News Channel. You said it on MSNBC. You know, you said it on all these different places. <laughs> and it's just it's just a matter of whether or not we take heed or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know the beautiful thing about it, Michelle, isn't it funny how history always history always repeats tells the itself, truth yeah. and repeats itself. So I'm gonna let you guide this, and then we're gonna get into it like we did before. But God, you know, when you think about time, it's been two years. It's been we, two years. Two rapid years and we can ready going to year number three it's crazy and you said we got 100 years so we got 97 more years uh, <laughs> and that is so true so but, true. but that's the reality but you know I, I appreciate the, the the accolades and stuff but <clears throat> you know when you're a black physician and infectious disease specialist with my experience of 30 years in the jungles and biological and chemical warfare there it is jungles all, of Peru yeah of all, all this stuff you know this this is all the push-ups you do in life Nobody would have predicted these push-ups I did all these years taking care of kids with Ebola, malaria, and dengue, and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden here, I'm the prime of my career, helping save so many lives around right. the world, right. and in particular uh, minorities' lives, you know. And being appointed to the COVID Healthcare Task Force has been a hell of a you know, testament to, to the work I've done. Right. So I appreciate the love and 
the hospitality you've given me and the respect. But like you said, I know all you folks out there. Y'all y'all doubted me. Y'all no, me not doubt it. And hold on, before you get on your high horse, let's just take a quick break. Let me. It's a perfect time to cut you off right here. <laughs> perfect time. <laughs> You're listening to Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis on Real 1100 AM. Hang tight. We're gonna talk all things virus, Omicron, Pomicron, Delta, all that good stuff. Dr. Lane rolling in the house and his sidekick Quinning. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Michelle. 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 Take this one here for me and my DJ. All right, guys. What's up? What's up? How are you? Welcome back to Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis. It's having a little problem with my headphones here, but we are back on Real 1100 AM. Welcome to everybody listening on your drive home in this crazy, I'm sure crazy traffic because school is back in session it was back in last week but you know they wanted to make sure they had that COVID situation taken care of before they put the kitties back and so uh and so I know traffic is crazy so I just appreciate you guys listening to me on your way home iHeartRadio listeners what's up you guys know you can follow me at Michelle Taylor Willis on just about everything speaking of which I want to make sure I uh give a shout out to my Instagram what's up Instagram how's it going Facebook I know Facebook y'all been like I haven't given y'all much love lately it's just because Sometimes Facebook makes it hard. I'm just being honest. True. You know, True. like, God, wait. But you guys are here now. Shout out. I can see everybody. So, Eric, what's up? Bonsoir. Bonsoir, Eric. Uh, and Reagan, what's going on? Renard, so good to see you guys. And Happy New Year. I feel like you can say Happy New Year the whole month of January, yeah. right? I mean, we should, like, celebrate happiness and New Year's because, you know, for some people, wanting a happy new year. Like poor little Betty White. We didn't talk about that last. You know she was 17 days away from her 100th birthday? Yeah. God whispered something in her ear, and she was like, I'm out. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Time I've done go. all I can do here. Yeah, time to go. I've done all I can do here. <laughs> Guys, we got senseless shenanigans coming up at the 5 o'clock hour. We got crazy stuff we're going to talk about. Something just seems senseless. But, hey, when you're trying to get a message across, I guess that's what you do. So we're going to talk about that in the 5 o'clock hour. And, of course, it's the Ask, Mich- Ask Michelle segment at 530. Call-in number is 404-603-8770. I posted that in comments on Facebook and Instagram. So if you want to call in, ask the doc a question, ask me a question, whatever, uh, you can do that at 530. But back to our guest. So we've got... Dr. Lane Rowling in the house. Um, and, and lately he's known for being an infectious disease expert and a virologist. Um, but he's brilliant. And he was so brilliant that they thought he was stupid when he was a kid. Am I right or wrong? That is so true. <laughs> <laughs> you know how people are so smart, you're like, God dang. Yeah, yeah they want to put me in special ed when I was six years of age. And my mother said, no, he's bored. They were talking about four plus four. I was thinking nine times nine looking out the window. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's been a hell of a, a hell of a career, man. I mean, when I think about that moment in my life when I got my first microscope, after they told me I was retarded, I never looked back. I've been, been looking underneath ever since. <laughs> so microscopes, uh, you know, uh, microscope, college, uh, everything, you know, university, military, microbiology, uh, jungles. So it's all uh, a testament of fortitude. You know, don't never let anybody define who and what you can do because 
the only person that can define you is yourself. And that's what I learned a long time ago. So sometimes being a leader or sometimes being different is you got to go that road by yourself. Mm. You can't worry about who's on the right, the left, behind you. Just move forward. Like I always say, getting to the other side. You're right about that. So speaking of your history a little bit, take us to how you ended up becoming um, the expert, basically, when, I, when we're talking about virus and infectious diseases. I think the, the, the basics started when I was uh, six years old when I got my first microscope. And I think as I went through my, my career in uh, elementary school, uh, you know, getting more uh, addicted to science, uh, getting to high school, taking biology one and two, you know, going to Weber State in the BS program in microbiology and chemistry and military science. Microbiology really perked my, my level up there, taking courses from environmental microbiology, uh, uh, you know, pathogenic microbiology, industrial microbiology, from everything from how to create organisms to kill people to make organisms make cheese and wine. Wait, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, oh, I need you to rewind. <laughs> you lost me at killing people. Cheese wine. Yeah, well. I mean, like charcuterie board, <laughs> chopping people's heads off. Make it make sense oh, to me. Uh, let me make sense to you. Well, one one thing's about, uh, this is pretty interesting. Uh, one of the things I've always been is education. And one of the things that's been beautiful about the pandemic is we're learning. Everybody's becoming microbiologists. Everybody's becoming infectious disease specialists. When you get a degree in microbiology, like I did, one of the few blacks in, in, in the world that have this degree at a white institution in Utah, you learn about microbiology. You learn what these microorganisms are doing. It's the microorganisms are the things that we cannot see. And you learn what do they do? What are the beneficials? What are the, the opportunistic, opportunistic ones that we use as mankind? which ones are, are bad for people. You learn about public health and stuff. And then you find out you can actually take these microorganisms, viruses, you can take uh, bacteria, you can take yeast, you can make cheese, you can make milk, you can make wine, you can make vinegar, sauerkraut. And then we can turn around and we can make vaccines. We can take viruses and inject them in the eggs and create vaccines that can help people. And we can see the, the effects of what bacteria can do and what viruses can do. So this is what I mean of both the positive and also the beneficial and the negative aspects of microorganisms. And that's why it's important that people need to understand that this world is here. It's here to stay. And I present it in a different way and I see it in that light. That light. So let me ask you this. As we're connecting it to COVID and kind of furthering this COVID discussion, what do people need to understand about microorganisms and viruses that might help them operate a little bit differently in this endemic, as you call it. Yeah, I think and talk to us about what endemic is. Though. Yeah, I, I think what we need to do is, like we say, you know, this is 2022. We need to set the clock back like we're trying to do. We're going to reset that clock back to what we've been doing for the last two years and give people the basic information on what a virus is, what is infectious diseases is. Folks, the reality is that when I teach my class in infectious diseases, I always ask my students, do viruses or bacteria have a conscience? Do they think? How do they know to change? When do they need to change? How do they mutate? But at the end of the day, when we look at the, 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 the world of microorganisms, especially viruses and, uh, and, and um, other microorganisms, they're here to stay. So when we look at this particular COVID situation from the beginning, 
And we're going to stick with the coronavirus because this is the prime example of the ultimate microorganism, ultimate vector, ultimate game changer. I wrote about this at Tuskegee Institution uh, four years ago when I presented a paper on healthcare disparities, the global impacts of diseases on the world. Can diseases change the world? Absolutely. Causes everything from economic uh, insecurities, food, psychological. We see overt racism. We see overt healthcare disparities. It peels back to society. And then you find out that society is not what it was because underlying this virus is showing you what it can do. But let's go back to the coronavirus itself, folks. When this thing jumped off uh, two years ago, a lot of you folks don't realize that coronavirus is not this first uh, cowboy. The first pandemic happened 20,000 years ago. This COVID 2019 was discovered about 1964 in two people in England because of the electron microscope technology was able for us to identify. This virus has been here for millenniums i.e. the coronavirus lives in almost any, every animal on the planet. Dogs, cats, <coughs> bats, dolphins, whales, monkeys, deer, etc. It, it has a sustained reservoir, a sustained vector which is living animals. In particular, this particular virus, the Wuhan, jumped from a bat. came from a bat and another animal called the pangolin where somebody likes bat meat. That's what they do in these different countries. I teach my students in wet markets and they get the most exotic animals, bats, and they raise them up and they drink their blood. They might get a fish that has nine heads and 12 legs. Wait, okay. <laughs> You're making this up. You, you, you go to my Facebook. People know my world. This ain't nine no joke. heads? Nine-headed nine fish? Nine this head. sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah, well, it's not Dr. Seuss. It's called <laughs> Dr. Black Seuss book. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but he, but the, at the end of the day, they take these exotic animals. They take monkeys and they grow them up and they eat monkey brains and monkey eyeballs and all types of stuff that we wouldn't think in the modern world that we would be eating, but they eat this stuff. And these animals are infected with viruses that have been here for thousands of years waiting to jump. So the individual eats the bat, likes bat blood, and that, he didn't cook it very well. That virus jumps in him. And this is very critical. You don't, you don't eat bat like medium, kind of like a steak? <laughs> I don't know if they're putting on Rick's crackers or whatever they're doing. <laughs> Two pieces of white loaf bread. But I can tell you right now, that individual ate that bat, got infected. And this is the true sense of a starting of a pandemic to get to the endemic. All pandemic starts from animals. So that bat. Always. Always. It's an animal. Always. An animal. And that virus jumped into that human being. He ate it, and it spread. That was alpha strain. That's your Wuhan strain. Now we're going from alpha, beta, gamma, delta. Now guess what we got, guys? Omicron. Omicron and IHU. But this is the difference. This is why it's going to change the world. Like I was talking to on that other guy's show. Because the reality is now we have human-to-human transmission. Alpha, beta, gamma, all these were animal. Spillage over, spillage from an animal into a human being. IHU and Omicron is spilled from a human being. So what happened? Person, 36-year-old female, HIV positive, no antiretroviral medication, the virus gets in her body, it lives for 216 days inside her, looking at the the end-date immunity, adaptive immunity, changing, fighting B cells, T cells, and that person coughs, boom, mutation. And this virus has 50-plus mutation. 
better yet, we look at the IHU out of France. Yeah, that's the one I just, in the last couple weeks, right? 75-year-old white male, IHU virus, has chronic lymphocytic leukemia, chemotherapy for four years. So he's already immunosuppressed. He's very, right. Can't fight anything, right? right? You give him the Pfizer vaccine, he gets the virus. Virus change, mutated on the Pfizer vaccine, non-existent. Then they want to try monotherapy, Regeneron. Treat, boom, six hours later, mutation. Try it again. Six hours later, no mutation. So wait, what is what, what is <laughs> what is happening? Like how? Wh- I I I don't. I can't. It's hard for me to comprehend that. Why it's? I mean, I guess because it's survival, right? I guess the virus is survival of the fittest, too. Mom and Michelle, we talk about this. It's uh, it's Darwin's theory of natural selection. 150 years. I ask that question always in every class I teach, from basic advanced infectious diseases. Advanced Molecular Medicine, uh, Master's Course in Virology that I teach in Germany. The question I ask all my students, PhD medical students, do viruses have a conscience? How do they know to think? How do they know to change? And so what happens is that you got an, uh, a creature, natural selection to live. Everybody wants to live. So you give them a half-baked vaccine that only kills 50, 50% of the population. Maybe you give them a medication that only neutralizes 2% of the viruses. And the other 98% virus still alive. What do you think happens? They mutate. They're going to change. And so this is why the immunocompromised patients, people with leukemia, uh, autoimmune disease patients, patients that have HIV, especially in Africa, that not having antiretroviral medication, this is where the next super pathogen is going to come from. So we have Omicron. We have 50-plus mutation, 30-plus mutations in the spike protein. We have the IHU has 46 mutations in the spike protein and don't be surprised in another three weeks or in a month we're going to have a virus that has 75 to 100 mutation in the spike protein that spike protein is the key and as we have ineffective treatment ineffective policies 10 percent of people in africa vaccinated 50 percent of people in the united states worldwide incoherent programs we're going to continue to create these mutations ball game over with the Omicron has taken everything we've done for two years <laughs> right, and legitimized what I've and talked like, about. Uh, yeah, the Omicron gave Ali all the finger. <laughs> yeah, Omicron, <laughs> say it again. Omicron gave everybody the finger, like, oh, okay. Michelle, come on, you've been riding with me I for mean, two years. <laughs> what happened? That Omicron said... <laughs> you don't tell me what to do. My mama don't tell me what to That's do. That's right. <laughs> and so, Happy yeah. Yeah. Happy holidays. And go. so everybody that went down a line, the narrative about vaccines, we can talk about that ball game over, done, non-existence. Uh, people went down a different line. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. You went down a different line. And at the end of the day, when we look at the administration, we look at the Trump administration that got this thing cascaded, you get an F. You can't have 850-something thousand people dead in the United States. We all in this room right now have some effect of the coronavirus. If it's a cousin, a mother, yeah. you cannot, what's your score? How do you evaluate that? If you had 850,000 people dying, you, you flunk. You're done. You sit down. You're out of school. But you got these people doing the same thing they're doing. Your formula's not working. You're not doing what we need to do. Like we're doing, and we've done this from day one. We're in the bush, the hot zone. I'm the guy in the jungles. I'm the guy in Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm the guy on the Urban League. I'm the guy on the, the NAACP. I'm the guy on the, um, the Boys and Girls Club talking to little children about how to navigate in this new world. 
and this is a problem. You didn't, you don't, you're not going to see Fauci down here eating no damn waffles and and, and grits in Atlanta. That ain't happening in, in a million years. And the reality is that this is what we're going to have to do to get back to getting this base of sense of a baseline and rebuild it up. Because the reality, at the rate we're going, like I said on the Rashad Ritchie show, this is going to go on for 50 plus more years. You can take that to a bank, and we will be doing this next year. And everybody will be in their bourgeois world with their head buried in the ground, looking like ostriches, getting ready for Thanksgiving again. And we'll be doing the same thing again. And so we have to set the clock back like we've talked about, Michelle, and give people the effective information. This virus is transmitted through three ways. Respiratory, secretion, fecal matter. Do not touch the kiosk machines at the bank. Contaminate with feces. Do not touch the the pen machine at the gas station or touch the gas handle because it's infected. You know, people don't think about that. Do not use a bathroom at O'Hara Airport. There's feces everywhere with viruses. Small little things like that makes a big difference. It's always like every, we need to talk about something fun when you finish with, (laughs) when you finish with Dr. Rowling because you just, you don't know what's going on. You're eating bats, you got nine-eyed fish. You know, there's poop on your you know, any radio station. I mean, like, I don't know. It's the list. <laughs> the list is endless. But, I mean, no, I mean, it's good because one of the things that I like about you, and this is something else that when you were talking that you, you said, one of the things I like about you is that you really do keep it real. You always keep it real. But one of the things you said back then was you were talking about masks. When people didn't want to wear masks. And everybody was like, ah, oh, half the people wore masks, half the people. And still, I mean, this, I guess, I think when I travel around, I see about 75% of the places I go, people wear masks. About 25% they don't, just in different areas of the country. Mm-hmm. But far more people are wearing, wearing masks than they were at the outset of this. And you said, wear a mask. You're like, if you're not going to do anything else, just wear a mask. Where you are, Even if you're not social distance, wear a mask and wear the right type of mask. And you said back then... Those cloth cloth masks are stupid. Like, why are you wearing a cloth mask? It is not helping you. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then it's like, literally, as you would say it, I don't know, two to three months later, it was like, everybody was like, oh, my God, this is the only mask you should wear. And he would call me and be like, didn't I tell you that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, the reality is, like, you ask that question, I want people to understand now, this is not a pandemic. This is an endemic infection. An endemic is? And the, the pandemic, by definition, is an infection that affects the world. Endemic means it's in the population. It is sustained. This is not going away in 100 years. What, 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 the, what the endemic infection with coronavirus is, is like the kids having malaria in the jungles or the kids having Ebola in Africa. It's endemic. Dengue in these different countries. This is, put it this way, folks. The reality, let's make it happen right now. The coronavirus is your new flu. Right. But it's going to be all seasons, all the time, every day for the next 50 years plus. Okay. And that's a great discussion. That's that's great to go to break. So coronavirus is the new flu, but it's not seasonal. This is all year round. It is what it is. That's a great way. And I'm glad you said that because people are starting to come to that realization. Even people sometimes, you know, facetiously are like, isn't this just a flu now? And it's like, I guess it is in the way we have to deal with it because it's not a stick your head in the sand, stay at home, stay boxed up in your house and don't go anywhere 
because Omicron's here. Like, you'll never leave. You'll never live, right? True. So I'm glad you said that. All right, guys, we got Dr. Lane rolling in the house. We got a handy-dandy sidekick, <laughs> Queenie, with us. You're listening to Over the Top Radio with Michelle Taylor Willis on Real 1100 AM. We got Facebook. We got Instagram. We got iHeart in the house. Guys, don't go anywhere. Don't touch any dial at all. We come right back with senseless shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle. 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 Take this one here for me and my DJ. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back, guys. Over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. And it is just about 5 o'clock over here on the East Coast. And I'm welcoming everybody. If you're just coming in to the top of this hour, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Michelle Taylor Willis, and I am doing my best to attempt to make your ride home a little bit funnier, a little bit more entertaining, a little bit more informative. So if you think I'm doing a good job with that, you can certainly call in and let me know. The number is 404-603-8770. We got, we're going to open the phone lines up at 530 and let you guys call in. I want to make sure I welcome everybody listening uh, to or on iHeartRadio. What's going on? Facebook, how are you? Thanks for tuning in today. And Instagram, of course, Instagram is live today and popping. And you know what? I would be remiss if I did not remind you guys who is in the studio with me. Dr. Lane Rowling. He's a black black ops forest ranger. Not forest ranger. <laughs> <laughs> he helped fight forest fires. Um, no, uh, ranger. I mean, he's been in the highest ranks of the U.S. Army. Um, neurosurgeon. No, right? no, 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 trauma surgeon. Trauma I'm surgeon. Yeah, I'm sorry. Neuro, yeah, I'm I, giving I, I you. I guess I am a neuro guy. I too. thought you were. That's in your your little write up thing. Yeah, it has I, neuro. I, yeah, I, I, I'll take. I'll claim to do some neuro. There stuff you go. Too. See. What so let, can I do my intro, please? How about <laughs> you leave me alone? I got this. I know how to read. I've been doing this for a minute. <laughs> Reading, that is. Good goodness. Well, I don't know what's that. Well, you put it down there. I'm just reading what. You know. A trauma surgeon. Mm. I didn't say. There you go. Can you calm it? Calm him down, please. Before I end up cursing. Don't make me. Yes. Okay. You know. You know. You know. I love it, Michelle. The, make it happen. the bottom line is he's amazing, and um, and viruses, and infectious diseases, statistics, data, putting it all together and making it make sense so that we can make better decisions is his thing. How's that? Girl, you know what? A lifetime of uh, push-ups. A lifetime of push-ups. And that is an analogy for something very deep, guys. He's going to talk to us more about that right now. But right now, it's time for senseless shenanigans. Okay. And let me just tell you something. People are crazy. Now, this may or may not be senseless, but wait, what happened to my senseless shenanigans? Shenanigans! There you go. Shenanigans! Shenanigans! Shenanigans. I brought him a gift today. I think he already started sipping on it. And he's missing all the cues. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my producer, Greg, who is amazing. We couldn't do the show without him. Okay, I don't know that this is senseless or not, but it just seems it could be anything, all right? It just happens to be, this happens to be around vaccinations. But I'm going to read you guys this news story from the AP. 700 sheep and goats were arranged in the shape of a syringe to encourage vaccinations. Oh. 
Really? Yes. Now, listen, vaccinate, love vaccinations, hate vaccine. To me, this has nothing to do with vaccination. I'm just wondering, couldn't these sheep and goats be doing something better with their time? I think they can, too. That is some significant shenanigans. And I can't even spell that word. <laughs> okay. So the question is, you've heard the phrase herding cats, right? Yes. It's like herding cats. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine herding sheep and goats would be any easier than hurting cats why would we be why why would we do this like i love hamburgers and i would love it if all Mm. y'all ate hamburgers with me but can i tell you what i'm not about to do (laughs) go get 700 sheep and goats (laughs) and form them in the shape of a hamburger take a drone shot from above and put it on my instagram be like guys hamburger tonight (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Does that sound senseless? Yes. Things that, take the vac- vaccination thing out of it. And I'm going to show you guys. I know on Instagram, I'm going to show you guys this picture of those are sheep and goats. I'm sorry, Real 1100 AM <laughs> listeners, but oh, okay. you can always come back and follow me at Michelle Taylor Willis. And you can see, and I'm going to show uh, on Facebook here. You can always just, there you go. There are those. All the sheep and goats. Yep, yeah, aren't they adorable? I tell you what, I would do it for cupcakes, though. <laughs> I mean, because cupcakes deserve all the hurting in the world. Anyway. Oh. So just another way, I mean, senseless shenanigans. Can we find something else to do in our time, please? Hurting sheep and goats. My favorite, though, was the one from last week. The lady that beat the lady up in St. John. I mean, uh, Captain D's because she oh, wouldn't get her hush puppies. She wanted one hush puppy. And they sell hush puppies by the twos. The twos. And so she went off and tore the place up because they wouldn't just give her one hush puppy. Oh, that's shenanigans. Yeah, he said shenanigans. Yes, that's shenanigans. It's all. It's just senseless, senseless shenanigans. Over a hush puppy. Over a hush puppy. Yeah. So. But they do make good hush puppies. They. You know what? They are good. I'm not lying. And I like the little crispies too. The batter. Oh, come you on. You know that batter and the Krispies and that, like, they, Captain D's and St. St. What's the other one? Captain D's and St. Long John Silver. Long John Silver's. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, 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 these, but these, got the, these got the best hush puppies, period. You think so? I think so. Because they have the little pieces of onion in them. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm talking <laughs> about, man, it's like mom, Big Mama's hush puppies. <laughs> Big Mama's hush puppies. You heard it here first, guys, on Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis. Not only is she Big Mama, but she makes hush puppies, too. You're welcome. All right, speaking of hush puppies, and which we're not, I don't have a segue to go from hush puppies to talking about the. All right, so when we went to break, you were talking about this endemic thing, and coronavirus is our new flu. Absolutely. Okay, having said that, and you know, you and I have talked about this before, and I'm a huge proponent of preventative therapy mm-hmm. for everything, right? I believe in preventative mental health. Preventative doctor's appointments, preventive. And so we once again, we've ended up in this position in our society where we're, we don't have treatments. We don't have this. We don't like the, the, the reactive response. Right. But let's talk a little bit about the proactive response to our new flu, as you cause it and not, not as you call it and not necessarily just the right kind of mask and not touching surfaces and, and being more vigilant in that space. But like vitamins and minerals and medicines and i mean you know things to take to arm our bodies to do what it's supposed to do yeah you know that that's important i I want people to understand that you know with the omicron which is a new game changer 
the Omicron is the new flu, but a a Cadillac flu. Because what does you, that mean, Cadillac? It's, it's the best it's, flu it's ever? It's the best flu ever. Got it. Well, you I mean, be, not, I mean, Cadillac. Mm, kind of yeah, I, mean, I, I can see what you're doing. Yeah, right but people can be infected with Omicron today, get over it in seven days and be reinfected again. You can get repeated infections. It's not going to be a, a one-time thing. And so this is why we have to continue to do the, the great biosafety security protocols because this is your new flu. But this flu can kill you more than the, 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 uh, the influenza flu can. And the reality is this, Michelle. So it definitely is deadlier than influenza. It's more deadly. There are more kids in the hospitalizations, uh, in the hospitals. You guys see uh, what it's doing to our society. The flu's never done this to our society besides 1918. This is a game changer. And this Omicron is going to... But 1918 was a game changer too, right? And a game changer in one sense that what we learned back then, it wasn't a virus that ended up killing everybody. It was Haemophilus influenza, a bacteria, when we peel back the potato. Mm. This is when antibiotics start become one of the hallmarks of trying to get good antibiotic treatment because all the young people that died in 1918 were basically 18 to 25 years of age, and they weren't dying from the influenza virus. Nobody dies from influenza virus ever. You die from the opportunist bacterial infections, the streptococcus mm. pneumonia. That's why I've always talked about getting the pneumonia vax. As we go through this process for two years, we talked about this, Michelle. Right. The best vaccine to prevent you from having serious complication. It's not even the vaccine for coronavirus. It's the streptococcus, or what we call pneumovax vaccine, that prevents you from getting pneumonia. That's the reality. So that's where people make this mistake. At Got one. it. Okay, so wait. I want you to say this again because okay. I want I want real 1100 AM listeners. I want iHeart. I want Facebook. I want Instagram. Everybody to hear this. So the flu isn't the problem. It's the bacteria. Exactly. Secondary opportunist infection because what the flu does... It Secondary opportunity, which is what's happening in COVID, right? You get COVID, right. but then you get the respiratory infection and the lung... You know, what happens is when you get, for example, when you have to look at the pathophysiology, and this is understanding the okay, science... Okay, you and these big words. <laughs> okay, this is how the stuff works. Thank you. Please. Okay. Now the what, epidemiology. Okay. Well, long story short, you get the virus. The virus goes into your lungs and kills your cells that are that help propel bad stuff out of your lungs. And then you get colonization. Stuff grows there instead of being expelled, spit, secretions. And then you get a bacterial pneumonia. That's what kills you. We look at all the fatalities back in the 1900s. 98% of it was from Haemophilus influenza. That's a bacteria. When we look at the coronavirus, it does the same phenomenon. It goes into your lungs or whatever cell, especially your lungs. It paralyzes or it kills the epithelial cells in your lungs, the lining, so you can't expel stuff. You get a secondary infection. You can have two types of pneumonia. You can have a COVID pneumonia, which could be bacteria or virus. But the one that really takes you out of here really is the bacteria. And one of the vaccines that we can, it's been proven scientifically, uh, efficacy, effectiveness, it's been the streptococcus or pneumovax vaccine. What we used to give the children, one-year-old, newborns. It's a great vaccine. So if you can take something. Do, do, do we still give that to yeah, kids? They, yeah, they used to do it all the time. I don't know what the the, the, the I'm new trying to norm. think. Do my kids get that? A lot of kids got the pneumovax when they were newborns. It's okay. one-year-old, two-year-old. But this vaccine has proven effectiveness. And so if you're talking about all these remedies from ivermectin and malaria medication, why are you not going to do something that is truly based off of science and has a real-world experience? which is a pneumovax vaccine that can save your life, your mom. You get sick, you don't cascade into the pneumonia part. You stop that, the bacterial pneumonia. You can treat that. That's a beautiful thing to have. And when you start talking about treatment, <clears throat> there is no effective treatment for any RNA virus. That's a fact. 
We've been saying this for two years, is in every clinical virology immunology, there is no effective treatment for RNA virus because they mutate. I mean, and so what you have to do, understand the physiology, understand the virology, you gotta come up with plans. What, what can you do? Well, I can prevent from getting pneumonia. I can take a multivitamin every day to okay. make sure my- multivitamin every, every day. day. You know, vitamin C, vitamin D, that's gonna help me. I'm gonna have to have a great mental attitude. Folks, this is your new norm. Your new norm is this reality you're dealing with today, psychologically. Defects, positive, negative. We need to build upon that. Yoga, exercise, family time. So let's talk. So, okay, let's, I want to build this out. You mentioned multivitamin, and I know vitamin D. Now, I know, do you know Dr. L. Ray Matthews? No, I don't. Mm. You need to know him. Okay. But he is the guy that basically has quarterbacked all of the studies and the intelligence and the proven relationship between our health, especially <laughs> in, in blacks, mm -hmm. and vitamin D. Right. I actually had him on my show about a year ago, um, and he's gotten awards. He's been recognized internationally for his work done in vitamin D, and that there is proven. There's a study that actually just, I think they just finished a randomized double-blind uh, placebo-controlled study that just closed December 31st. So hopefully the results will be coming out soon. But it shows the distinct um, correlation. Um, correlation between right. vitamin D and respiratory infections and that the higher you know not the higher but if you have <clears throat> adequate levels of vitamin d your body is in a better position to fight off oh, these abso respiratory absolutely and that's but a, no but, um, but most 80 percent i think of african americans are vitamin d deficient yeah we are going to be dying that's that's part of our norm because of our, our our weather patterns i mean when black folks get in wintertime we don't get sunlight and sunlight is very important to manufacturing synthesizing uh, the whole process of making the hormone vitamin D, which also improves our immune system and everything else. And so right. that's the problem. When in wintertime, black folks should be taking extra vitamin D. In the summertime, you're good. You're out there getting buttered up like a Popeye's chicken. <laughs> you're good to go. It's always the food references, isn't it? <laughs> Always. Eat the bats. Everything points back to eating with you. Eat the bats, butter chicken, butter your body. Look at you getting all good and round. Like I'm about to, I'm gonna tear you up like a little old yeast girl, girl. You know what coronavirus does to you? It makes you edible like a cupcake. Stop eating the icing. I mean. Oh, oh but yeah, you always. You, you got it going on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so we know. Can you please tell people vitamin D? Start taking vitamin D. Yeah, and in the wintertime for minorities, you should take vitamin D. But I think the basic, the bottom line at the end of the day, what everybody should do is get back to the baseline. Go ahead and get your vitamin D level. Go down to your laboratory. Go to your physician. Say, give me, give me a panel. Let me look at my estrogen level, testosterone, vitamin C, vitamin D, all these different markers. Evaluate yourself and tune yourself up. And this is a whole thing about even trying to understand people will go down the vaccine route, trying to say, well, the vaccine is this. Well, in HIV, one of the things that I work with uh, on the Black AIDS Institute, I'm on their scientific uh, committee, is that the CD4 marker has always been the marker for health in HIV patients. We measure that over time. That's your marker. Mm. And so guess what the marker is? If you're going down a vaccine or in a natural endemic infection, you're naturalizing, neutralizing the antibodies. That's your marker. So CD4, what is that? You said that's a marker, yes, but what it, is that? It measures your T cells, your health Got cells. Got it. And so Got it. you're neutralizing the antibodies in, in people with uh, the coronavirus. 
or vaccines, it measures your immunity. You have enough protection. That is why people talk about getting a booster shot, don't get a booster shot. Right. Does the vaccine really work? Do you really know if the vaccine works? There's only one way you can measure that. You got to measure that number. Like the CD4 cells, HIV, you got to go get your neutralizing antibodies to know what your levels are. Do you need a booster? Or maybe you might be getting a placebo. You don't know, do you? Mm. Okay, so all right, I'm building this out. All right, so exercise, multivitamin, vitamin D, D, vitamin E, but get your baseline. Go figure out what your numbers are, figure out where they should be, and take supplements or whatever you need to do to get them to that. Absolutely. First of all, right? that is, that that's, is the, that's the start. That's the beautiful thing about life. We have that type of technology for so most folks. We can figure that out. But the part that is very difficult is that we have a certain population that do not have access to the healthcare mm, disparities, the rural go. areas. Speak on it. Georgia, you know, I was on the uh, panel yesterday for COVID Healthcare Task Force uh, Chairman G. Hardaway, my boss, and we talked about the inequities in the rural areas. No internet, no access mm-hmm. to how can you do homeschooling mm. when you can barely feed yourself, everybody working at a, a meat plant, right? and you follow Arkansas. And so we have to make sure that we do that type of stuff to make sure people are being protected and given an opportunity, but we got to make sure that we talk about access Big Mama's got to have that, that that blood panel. Big Mama's got to know what our neutralizing antibody is. Little Johnny needs to know if he's anemic, anemic or any stuff. So we have to get back to that basic root of having basic health care because that health care sets up everything else. Poor nutrition, poor education, lethargy, you know, quarantine, psychological. It puts our children back. And one of the things that we have to do, Michelle, is to make sure that we get this next generation because we've already lost couple of generations here right and we can't continue to not have kids going back to school educating leadership the whole nine yards got it all right so i love this so baseline and then once you get your baseline take your vitamins exercise and education right mm-hmm. and there is we know that there's a sect and georgia's the worst i think georgia is number 47 mm-hmm. out of 50 states when it comes to health care mm-hmm. uh, women's health care more 216 percent more black women in the state of Georgia die during childbirth than white women. I mean, when it comes to education, Georgia is leading the way and paving the way for everything except education and economics. I mean, but you know, politically, culturally, film, TV, you know, we're, we're you know, black people doing great things. We're, we're blazing the trail. But the economic disparity is huge here. It's one of the largest in the nation. It was number one a few years ago. And the disparities in health care is 47 out of 50 is where Georgia falls. And that's a huge piece of this 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 coronavirus thing, too. Right. I know we got to take a break here in a minute, but um, because we know that blacks are more affected than anybody when it comes to just about every, everything in healthcare, and one of the reasons is because this lack of access go ahead yeah just do a deep dive in that because it's very important because we have to be able to set the clock back this time around we cannot wait for other people to save us we have to save ourselves we have to get there with Big Mama because they don't know who Big Mama is. We have to. Get I'm not in. sure I know who Big Mama is either, but I did. Go, <laughs> I did see Big Mama's house, and I'm just gonna say Martin Lawrence killed that one. <laughs> oh my God, Michelle! I'm gonna talk to you after this program. <laughs> I'm going military. <laughs> Well, you're branding expert in around you. He's going to lose his mind. He's going to lose his bearing. As soon as I'm gone. Like, <laughs> so like you don't know who Hey, this is a virus. <laughs> there you go. It's a virus. It's a virus. 
This is payback for that. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. You get me exactly. back on that one. But no, the reality is that we, we're going to talk about that because it's very important that we have to understand vaccine hesitancy, you know, from syphilis experiments to all that stuff. It plays into, even in 2022, what people think. You know, do you really trust the system? We have to get faith back in the system with folks that look like us, right. talk like us. And, and Big Mama is in the house. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you're right, though. I mean, I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and he's past military. And um, I just assumed he got the vaccine, you know, when he was like, no, so I'm not getting the vaccine. And I was like, why? And he was like, I mean, when I was in the military, man, they gave us this stuff, this stuff. And he went through. He's young. He's like 50, right? Mm-hmm. He's about 50. I think he just celebrated his 50th birthday. Black guy. And, um... And he said, basically, when he was in the military, they all gave them, like, medicine, medication. Mm -hmm. And after everybody got out of the military, a lot of the guys started getting sick and they had, like, brain challenges and stuff like that. And it was people who had taken the medication and it made their whole, what do you call, like, your group in the military, like, lot or what's it, like, Platoon, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. It made their whole platoon very weary of anything after that. So, like, all of them, like, he's like, 90% of us have not been vaccinated because of that one thing that the government and, and, and it's true because that's the that's massive vaccination. You're in a controlled environment. You're ordered to do something from taking a, a vaccine from anthrax to smallpox, everything. I mean, I've been injected for everything. And this is the reality where people are going to have hesitation. Because You're walking they, little Tesla hot, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So what happens if somebody has an adverse effect? Who takes care of the problem? I mean, one of the things I've learned over the last six months is that I didn't know that there were so many females out there. Hundreds of thousands of females have menstrual problems from the vaccination. People oh, pre- really? Men- pre-menopausal, yeah, post-menopausal, people bleeding. It is absolutely crazy and stuff. And so people should be hesitant because you have to have real world information to make that 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 final outcome. What is the adverse effects? You know, if you really want to talk about vaccines, look at the cruise ships. Perfect example. Best Petri dish in the world. Everybody's negative to get on a cruise ship. You were down there partying in Mardi Gras. Everybody's vaccinated. You get an outbreak. Everybody on the ship infected. So, okay, I want to put a pin in this. we got to take a quick break because I want to I want to ask you about this because I hear a lot of people saying uh, and I don't get in vaccination conversations. I'm like, you you do it. You don't you do. You do. You don't. You don't like whatever. Everybody's got their deal. But um, but I hear a lot of people saying, you know, this problem would be we wouldn't be in this problem. And Omicron wouldn't be a, a, a factor if everybody were vaccinated. Everybody just got vaccinated like we did with measles, mumps, and we eradicated pretty much these disease. We could eradicate this one. So I, wanna, I want you to think about that on the break. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, guys, you can call in and you can talk to yeah. Dr. Rowling. You can talk to me in the Ask Michelle segment at 530-404-603-877. Dial in to Real Radio. Uh, real 1100 a.m. and talk to me it's over the top show with michelle taylor willis hang tight don't do anything because he's going to come back and talk about this okay i'm on my i'm going to big mama's house real big oh gosh okay we'll be right back (laughs) michelle 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 take this one here for me and my dj What's up, guys? Welcome back to According to Michelle with Michelle Taylor Willis. I forgot I'm supposed to be talking in the mic. <laughs> Just like, la, 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 la. what's going on? Okay, so I put a poll on Facebook, and I said, is COVID ever going to be over? 
Now, what I should have done is ask this before you said it's an endemic, it's never going to be over, because it's 100% everybody said no. I guarantee you. <laughs> it's like cheating on a test. <laughs> Guys, it's over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. You're listening Real 1100 AM right here, right here in the A. And I'm hoping that if you've been watching or listening as you're driving home, you've been educated and informed and you've laughed, cried. You know, we've hit all the emotions. You've been emoting have you, have, as you've been listening to my handy dandy guest that we got in studio today, Dr. Rowling, an international infectious disease expert, um, international virologist, Neuro guy. <laughs> I am. I am. I am neuronal. He is neuronal. That's a, is that a word? Which is that's a that's a uh, a rollingism. 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 Yeah. Guys, you can call in 404-603-8770. If you had a question for the doc, the ask Michelle ask Michelle segment, you feel free to come on in. It's so funny. People are always scared to dial in. They literally they they'll call me. Ask me. I wanted to call in, but I just I just don't want to sound stupid on the radio. And I'm like, well. You walk around talking all day, friend. I mean, <laughs> you sound stupid to people who see you. <laughs> like, nobody knows you if you call in. You know, shoot your shot. <laughs> shoot your shot. Okay. So when we left, we were kind of talking about vaccinations. And so from a, spe- a, a scientific, statistical, data-centric perspective, tell us what vaccines and what in this vaccine, because I've heard, too, that this even isn't really a vaccine. It's more like a shot, right? But... Um, how does this play into the spread of coronavirus? Because I hear people saying all the time, and I don't know enough information. I don't try to fight them on it. I don't know. Um, but, you know, if everybody would just get the vaccine, just like we made people get it for measles and mumps and rubella and all that, we could eradicate this and we could get back to normal and we'd be done. True or false? False. It's never going to happen in a million years. And the reason why you cannot eradicate this particular virus because this virus is in every animal population on the planet, from deers, bats, dogs, lions, monkeys, etc. As long as there's an animal reservoir, you can't get rid of this virus. The reason why we were able to get rid of smallpox, there's no animal model. So always the virus is going to be sustaining the animal population. We will never, ever vaccinate away from this ever in a million years. It's impossible unless we killed every animal on the planet to get rid of that animal vector because that virus will always be harvested in the deer up in Montana. It'll be in the bats in the jungles. It will be in the monkeys here in Atlanta Zoo that they found and are the lions and tigers and bears. This is the reality. Oh, my. Oh my. <laughs> Look at Queenie. Queenie's like, oh, I got this. Oh I ain't said 10 words today, but this right here, this is mine. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> But this is but this is our new reality. And then if you're really going to go down this vaccine thing, you have to understand that every variant that comes down, you have to make a brand new vaccine. You're going to have to make a van, brand new vaccine for the Omicron that has the ability to cover 50 plus mutation. You're going to have to have a vaccine that can cover all the IHU mutation. And then in three weeks, in a month, I promise you, it's going to be coming one down with 75 mutations. You have to come up with a new mutation vaccine. And the president of the company said it two days ago. The, the, the Pfizer company said the vaccine has no effect on the Omicron. That's from the big boss. Take that to the bank. Take that to the bank and smoke it. Oh, wait, no. Just put that in your pipe. <laughs> I'm mixing up my old per- person sayings. Okay, so, <laughs> so measles, mumps, 
those did not have animal hosts. So yes. that's why we could eradicate. You, and, so where did those viruses come from then? Is that bacteria? No, viruses. Okay. Yeah, virus. It came from viruses, but you have to understand the, the animal model. And then you have to understand, too, if you really get down in technical, in the, bio, the biotech world, you have to understand what the difference is between a DNA virus versus RNA viruses. DNA viruses, diseases are much more stable because they are able to, don't have the mutation rate that RNA viruses have. RNA viruses mutate. Every time an RNA virus gets in your body, even people with Omicron, that virus is mutating. And some of these mutations become accumulative, become more effective to give that virus the ability to evade the innate and adaptive immune system. And maybe sometimes these viruses, the, the mutations downgrade the virus. But with this particular Omicron, with the immunocompromised patients, the virus is figuring out, picking up steam. And then you ask that questionnaire, Doc, when is this going to be over? We will know when the virus is out of the population when we test the sewage and there's no viruses in the sewage. Here he goes with the poop again. Gotta get it. It's poop or food. It. <laughs> it's poop or food. It. Okay, we got a couple <laughs> we got a couple questions that have come in. We got a caller on the line, actually. Let's go ahead and open up the line. What's going on? You're on over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. Who we got? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Michelle. This oh, is my your gosh, my Hi, oh, my gosh, my mom. Oh, my gosh. Is this, is this Big Mama? This is Big Mama, but she <laughs> is. Big Mama, Dr. Rowling, you will be here. You will be with us tomorrow at the NAACP Jacksonville Branch Health <laughs> Committee's meeting. That's right. I'm on. That's right. Tomorrow, NAACP. That's for sure, Big Mama. <laughs> All right. And I love that Big Mama talking. I'm the Big Mama for this family. Yes, yes she is. And she's nowhere near big. She's about as big as my pinky. I've seen like, your mom. You've seen my mom. My yeah. mom's fine. And but when she talks, that Big Mama voice. Yes, she does. <laughs> mom, I didn't even know you listened to my show. <laughs> I could not believe it. I said it's so different how close our minds are. I mean, I was talking to Dr. Rowley. What, what was it? Two months ago, you came on our on our program. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's right. I did. And we have him coming back. Our president, uh, Mr. Isaiah Rumlin, was so impressed with what he was saying and this big mama talking. I told him, I said, <laughs> you got to come to the meeting tomorrow evening because he's going to come back and do his big mama talk. And that's talking in sensible language to our people, especially black people and minorities, where we... We, we just have to communicate in a way to get our people to react and take better care of themselves. Big Mama, I love you. <laughs> Big Mama, you do notice a difference between collard greens and spinach. <laughs> yes, sir. And I had me some turnip greens. <laughs> I love it. With the turnips. Listen, my and mom. Some cornbread. Cornbread. And cornbread. And cornbread. My mom, I got to give a shout out to my mom. All of this health talk, I say this all the time, but the reason I am healthy and my family's healthy and it's because my mom, all this stuff that everybody's doing mm -hmm. now, my mom was doing like 30 years. Like, we used to make two shops when we went grocery shopping with my mom. We go to the regular store mm -hmm. and then she'd take us to the health food store. Yeah. And the health food store was about as big as this room we're in <laughs> right now. Yeah. And everything cost $100. Yeah. I mean, we spent $125 at Albertsons and $350 <laughs> at the. At the the health food store is what we call it. <laughs> yeah. It never had a real name. It was just the health food store, and and that's where we got most of our food. There was no sugar in our house. Oh, yeah, if sure. we were good, we got Sprite and Briar's ice cream. And mom, do you remember what you used to tell us when we could? The only reason we could eat Briar's ice cream is because it had. Do you remember? Is she still there? 
Yes, yes, I'm here. We could only eat Breyers ice cream because it had four ingredients. Wow. And it was milk, cream, vanilla, and sugar. And that was the only reason she let us eat Breyers ice cream. Right and foundation. not much of that. Like, we just had two birthday parties here, and I made the cake. Oh, my God. But we did not have any ice cream. <laughs> we had the candles and all that. So our tradition is totally different from everybody else's. Um, we're working on a third generation of natural juices. I juice carrot juice five days a week. We did our citrus juices. I've got a citrus attachment to my juicer. Wow. So we, we had to go to Big Mama's house. Yeah, yeah, that's the real Big Mama's house. And lemons and, um, and limes. And um, I've got a cold right now, and that's what I'm doing, and it is What? You have a cold? Oh my gosh. Big I Mama, let me is. tell you something. I don't something. know what it is. I don't know if it's my allergies acting up. I hope it's not COVID. Did Big Mama get COVID? No, That's Big Mama. Big Mama, what you need to do to make you feel good, you need to have Dr. Roland's pound cake. It has 500 <laughs> grams of sugar <laughs> per every gram. Well, you, so you hit that one time, you become a diabetic me? automatic. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mama. I so am we, the, I'm the last living sibling of uh, my family. Uh, my two brothers have already <laughs> passed away. My two younger sisters have passed away. And they passed away from diabetes and heart uh, strokes and all that. I don't have any of those symptoms. When the lady comes to check on me, I'll be 75 in March. And she says, okay, let me see your meds. And I'm going, meds? You can see my vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can look at my carrots, but I don't keep <laughs> them in the, in the medicine cabinet. So you go in my medicine cabinet, you got um, a saline for my uh, neti pot, and you got fingernail <laughs> okay. polish. And fingernail polish, there you go. That's what a real medicine cabinet looks like. Tell him, Bella, t- I mean, Michelle, tell him how long my nails are. Okay, my Mom. My thumb right now is yeah. almost an inch, guys. Okay, I, that's not something I go bragging about, friend. Okay, Mom, we got to go. Thank you for calling. Okay, I being- just wanted to say hello. Thank you so very much. And, Dr. Rowling, we'll see you tomorrow evening. I know. Jacksonville, here I come. Thanks for calling in, Mom. Love you. <laughs> Deborah Thompson from the NAACP. Okay. <laughs> the original brandpreneur. Okay. Bye, Mom. Love you. I'm glad it's your mom because I couldn't cut my mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. She <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get it when I see her. Like, Did you cut me off on the radio? I let it go since this is your show. But next time, I'm going to tell that boy not to hang me up. <laughs> my gosh. Okay. I know we got another a question from, go for it, um, go for it. from Instagram. Let's see here. Okay. The question is, Dr. R, is there any difference in the vaccines, one versus two versus the booster? And Mm. if not, then why do you have to wait a full six months to take the booster? That's from Genesis Sports Medicine on Instagram. I mean, mean, absolutely not. I mean, only thing is different is that as a as a uh, say you get the first vaccine, a second dose, a third dose, the doses goes down. And that's just to try to prime your immune system again. But we've already done the studies, folks. Natural immunity lasts six months. That's a fact. Great protection. You go down the vaccine route, that's a different. You need to know what your neutralizing antibodies is. And 99.9% of the people out here are blind. They don't know what the number is. Remember, the CD4 cell marker in HIV patients is that marker. Your neutralizing antibodies, folks, is your marker. Use it. It'll protect your life. So in terms of the baseline that you wanted us to get before, right, to, an- to further answer his question, so we should go, do you think everybody should go get a testing for antibodies right now? I helped write the, the vaccine platform for the Vatican. 
you get your antibodies zero day, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, six months, 12 months, and measure if that number is where it needs to be at. If Pfizer, what should the number, so what was the number? Depending on what the platform is, I think Pfizer says they have about 250 is the number that you should get when you get vaccinated. So that number you should be having, go down to your local lab quest and get it measured. It's 250, you're in the game. If it's not there, you're going to have to get a booster shot. And that's mm. why that's why I told people the last two years, you will be getting four or five booster shots. Yeah, for you the next said that years. is something else. You know what? Yeah. I forgot about that. That's something else that you said way back. You said when they, this before they came out with the vaccine, you said whenever they come out with whatever it is they're going to come out with, it's not going to be the only thing you have to take. You're going to have to keep taking them over and over and over again. He said that. And then when they came out with the first, he was like, remember I told you, you're going to have to take a booster. Before anybody said anything about a booster shot. He said, you're going to have to take a booster. I don't know what they're going to call it, but it's going to be something because it's it's not going to work. And they're going to have to take something else. I, a lot of things he said, they're like it's coming to fruition. So either he knows his stuff or he's working in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like we're all living in the matrix. Okay. This be like a science prophet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, let's keep it real. I've been, I've been working in Big Mama's kitchen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe she called in. Uh, when she first said hello, I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, oh. Okay. She's the biggest cheerleader. Oh, my God. She is. She absolutely is. And I'm hers, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. And so the other piece to this. All right. So then we go and we get our baseline for. Neutralizing antibodies. Neutralizing antibodies. All right. And so if you're not ba- vaccinated. And you have had COVID, you will have some antibodies, but will the antibodies... 88% of the people have great antibodies for six months. That's fact. So what happens after the six months if you don't get COVID? Then do you you need to go... You can get reinfected again. So should you go get the vaccine at that point or should you... I leave the people to make the decisions themselves. Right. For me, in the history of virology and immunology, natural immunity has always been the best way. We've never, ever created a vaccine in the middle of a pandemic endemic. That's how you create mutations and viruses the way they are so wait a minute are you saying that we might actually make be making the problem worse by uh, issuing a vaccine i'm not saying that that's a fact it's already has done that's what a scientist told you two years ago you don't do a vaccination program right in the middle of an infection especially with the coronavirus that mutates yeah we needed i, I had to pause on that pause <laughs> pause pause Okay, a lot just happened in the last 45 seconds. Okay. So what you're saying is we're actually worsening the problem by issuing vaccination protocol in the middle of an endemic that's really still new and only two years old. Exactly. And okay. we, and, and you have to realize, too, the most important thing is now that the animals are transmitting the virus back to man. Take that to the bank. I'm putting my pike and smoking it. <laughs> I said pike and smoking it. You heard that, Queenie? Yeah. She's like, I was just going to let it roll. Yeah. Well, wasn't great, but can't, hey. Can't bleep it. Can't. I know, right? There's yeah. no bleeping but, but it. But at the end yeah. of the day, guys, we're going to get through this, guys. This is what it is. This is your new norm. You have to deal with this, guys. And this is the reality that people forget about. You're going to have to wear a mask. You're going to have to wash your hands. You're not going to wear your shoes in the house. You're going to have to do all these things to try to protect yourself the best you can. But like I said, the Omicron is the new flu every day of your life for the next 50 years. You can be reinfected with the Omicron. So should you get, I mean, and and this is going to sound crazy when I say it, but should you get, like, should you get it so that you can get the immunity or should you just get the... See, that's a very controversial thing. They came out with two things in the last 24 hours. One, people are drinking urine. 
What? People talking about drinking urine to cure the Omicron. I don't know. You got some space nuts out there. <laughs> <laughs> and the second thing is that there are people out there that push that advocate in the beginning that just exposed the whole entire population. Right, right. That's what they did in Sweden and Norway, and, and a lot of people died. So you play that game, too. So you have to be able to control how much viruses you get infected, what your load is, and try to minimize your infection. That's viral load, right? Viral load. Look at me. Yeah. I'm a virologist. Yeah. I'm not even trying. I'm just, like, coming off the cuff with this. So you want to decrease the amount of exposure you can get, give yourself. It's a big difference getting exposed 100% of a viral load in your nose versus getting 5% in your nose. That gives your body time to make the immune reaction. This is why when we talk about quarantine, which is absolutely just, I can't believe they went from 14 days to five days, you just you just killed everybody, period. You just infected everybody. Because when you look at the immunity, it takes 14 days to make antibodies. You go from IgG to IgM to IgG. Seven days, the first seven days of antibody production, IgM, we call them acute antibodies. Day seven, it goes to 14 IgG. These IgGs are to neutralize the antibodies. So how in the hell can you get somebody to get infected Three days later or five days later, you tell them to go to work. They haven't produced the antibodies to fight the infection. So you're super spreading this infection everywhere. It is absolutely just asinine. I can't find any any medical literature book where you all of a sudden the human body is going from millions of years of being made, making antibodies on day 14 to antibodies on day zero. It's impossible. They will flunk my class. Take that to the bank, big mama. <laughs> So, okay, so it begs the question because, I mean, people who aren't vaccinated and who don't have never had, because there are people out there that are not vaccinated and they've never had COVID and they don't have it, you know, they might not have the antibodies. There's no natural immunity. What do these people do? I would argue that, in my opinion, I didn't want to say this two years ago because we kind of had that, that conversation before you put me in your magazine <laughs> that I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to uh, tell everybody, but we're all going to get COVID eventually. Right. That's a fact. Right. The question is what level of the COVID you get. But you got to also realize that you cannot just only just get Omicron. You can have Omicron and Delta. Right. You can have a combo. <laughs> Like going to Domino's Pizza. <laughs> you can have alpha strain and gamma strain. So you have to realize that we still have the potential because, once again, there is no long-term immunity, uh, Michelle. That is why right. it's only six months. Six months, and, man, we got to start all over again. And that's why you got to protect yourself. You can get Omicron today. One month later, you can go to the, the Super Bowl game, and you can be reinfected. Maybe this time it might not be Omicron. It might be IHU. Right. So this is our reality you know, and this is what we have to do to be able to, to, to navigate in this new world and understand this is our new reality, man. You got to function in it. Right. Period. You know, you got to make do. But, but we got to roll with it. Yeah, you do got to roll with it. Okay. Listen, guys, we got to like one quick break. We're going to come back and close this thing. I could literally, I know everybody listening is like, no, don't let them go. <laughs> we have so many more questions. And I can't believe it's been two hours. But guys, hang tight. Don't touch the dial. Don't log off of Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. We'll be right back. Closing up over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis and Dr. Lane Rowling. Michelle. 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 Take this one here for me and my DJ. What's up, guys? It's Michelle Taylor Willis on Over the Top. Real 1100 AM. And let me tell you something. You're something special, Greg. I'm pointing at my producer, everybody who's listening 
on your drive home, pointing at my producer like you're the one, boy. If this were an R&B song, this would be the beginning of the video where you point and wink, and I grab my lip like this. Mm. You. He's like, what? <laughs> what is she talking about? It's because you're amazing. Guys, welcome back to Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis on The Realist, 1100 AM. We got Dr. Lane Rowling in the house, international virologist, infectious disease experts, trauma surgeon, brain surgeon. He's brought kids back to life in the jungles of Peru. (laughs) (laughs) And now he's doing his best to save lives. And speaking of saving lives, I hear you have a special presentation right now. Yeah, what I want to do is that, uh, you know, it always comes down to one thing in this um, pandemic endemic. I think sometimes we, we lose the sensitivity of what people are going through. And I know some of the places I've been here uh, in the states, in Arkansas, Mississippi, in the rural areas, places like Yafala, Arkansas, and people, I'm giving lectures on COVID. And at the same time, I'm passing out food to people. Mm. I mean, it's, it's incredible to see that type of stuff here in the United States. What I've seen in the jungles of the different places I've been in the planet. And stuff. He didn't say Peru on purpose. He said that. Yeah. And so, but what I want to do is that I want to, me and Michelle were talking a couple of weeks and I want to be able to donate some money to your organization because I know you're on these great boards to feed a homeless family by one of your picking and stuff. So I want to give you $500. Wow. Look at that. Yeah, boy. My, my, these are my favorite white people. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening and you can't see, he's handing me five hundred dollar bills. <laughs> His favorite white people. Say <laughs> so you gotta have a little heat. Oh my gosh, this is awesome! Listen, no, no, thank seriously, you. no, no, seriously, Michelle. Um, this I'm is, gonna yeah. donate in this in, um, on behalf of. I mean, we could do it in your name. We could do it through the media company. Girl, however, you, you do, do it. You do what you need to do. The but, most important um, thing is get some kids some food. Now, a wise doctor once told me that I shouldn't go around touching stuff. Cause there's probably feces on these uh, hundred dollar bills. But guess what? But that's we a good. That's good feces. This is so good. We've good disinfected feces. it. We, we've disinfected. You've disinfected. It. This is that you've used biosafety, Man, biohazard, biosafety. I stepped Always. on it with my shoes, <laughs> flushed it in the toilet. Oh my! Did gosh. everything. This is Always. this is brand new press money. Well, listen. Thank you. Oh, thank we are you. going to thank you very much. I am going to. Um, Spin this the best way I can. I'm sorry. No. Give this the best way I know how. <laughs> no, seriously. I appreciate um, that. We'll make sure uh, this uh, gets uh, in ma- the right big, hands. Big Mama, can you call in uh, get your daughter straight, please? Cause Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come get her straight, yeah. I'm it, so, it's so glad to be so far from her because she can't backhand me. Girl, I used to get backhanded Man, all the time. Man, I got Whoa. backhanded just like, I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, this is crippling, yeah. lady. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my mom... Uh, Beat me with the not beat me, but like with a a, a broom one time. I remember she's listening. I was sweet. Right? I was she can listen. I don't care. She knows she did it. Oh my she, I mean, beat is hard. She didn't. Yeah. But what she did, I was sweeping in the kitchen because she used to make us clean the kitchen every day after we cooked. Right. She cooked, and I was sweeping in the kitchen, and I by accident grazed her foot. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You gonna oh, get the you gonna get the business. And I was the first time I did by accident, and she was like, "Honey." Mm. Uh, move that broom on the other side. Don't mess with my foot. Mm. And I was like, so then I realized it kind of, mm. you know, it got her. So I was like, hmm. Mm. So I did it again. So then huh? I started sweeping again because I'm a risk taker. Yeah. And I just kind of grazed her foot and she turned around. Michelle, didn't I tell you to get that broom away from me? And I was like, oh, gosh, sorry, mom. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. So I inched back. Man, the last time I did it, she, I mean, it was just like, whoo. 
slow motion. <laughs> oh, no. no. Oh, just no. like, and she had this ring on, and I mean, it was like, and I was like, <laughs> I'm calling Defax. <laughs> and she was like, call him. I know the head. I know the director of Defax. Call him. Call him and tell him I did. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> This woman, it it's wrong. It's crazy when your mom knows everybody. Yeah, I know that. But take your take your. Only I expect from you is that I'm going to continue to do a donation every month uh, through the Tapeda organization to help a needy family here awesome. in Atlanta. So this I is this is, this is just the beginning of so it. So we we've got it. We've got tons. You know, I got I'm a United Use Way and Casa girl, and we got and independent. I had a family call it right into the media company. That's where I want to put this. You do what you want to do. So girl. we I got somebody in mind for it. Like yeah. I told you. So thank you. I'm going to do the push ups. I'm provided. You take care of the people. I got. I will take care of the people. And speaking of which, as we close this thing out, final thoughts on vaccinations, on 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 protecting yourself. What's the final thing in thirty seconds you want everybody to know? I think the most important thing is that everybody needs to take a deep breath, reset the clock back. I, that famous word I used to use in the military called situational awareness. Know the environment you're in. If you go to Walmart, a thousand people wear a mask. You come home from school, take your shoes off. You got children that are going to school because they have to go to school. Make sure the little baby come home from school, take a shower. Get mm. them get them clothes off of them. Get the virus off the body. You do that, you're going to be in a pretty good situation. And make sure that you follow people that really know what they're talking about, that have actually been in the bush and really understand the hot zone because this is very important because the last two years have shown you where we're at today. We have an absolute F, and we're about to get really hard over the next year or so because of the fact what's happening with these new variants. And there's new variants coming down the road, folks. Mark my words. Uh, they're, they're coming. And they're going to be ones with 75, some of them with 100 mutations. And, you know, we hope that the God that we don't end up with a combinant where we have an Omicron hooks up with an alpha and they change the genetic material. Then we start talking type planet, type of apes type of stuff. Mm. So the reality is this. Make sure you guys do what you need to do. Protect yourself. And follow us. And I'm looking forward to coming back to Atlanta next week, next month, and doing your your television program, man. Making it happen, making it happen. I'm Atlanta. glad you're doing this on an upbeat note because you lost me at Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a blast in this station. And thank you guys. If you've been listening, real 1100 AM listeners, if you've allowed me in your car or, or home or, or office, wherever you are, all uh, your drive time for four to six here every Wednesday. Thank you so much. It's over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. And, and if you have Roku or Amazon Fire, the TV show he's talking about is According to Michelle. I am there every Wednesday at 10 AM and 7 PM. The show airs and we interview national celebrities, influencers, entertainers, anybody making a mark and somebody you know, we've got them on the According to Michelle show. Listen, I don't know what y'all are about to do. I think I'm going home a shower, which I do do. Every time I go home, I take a shower. Don't we, do we got in. dinner? I got to eat. Yeah, I'm going. I got to speak at this event and I'm going to meet you guys at dinner. Yeah, because I got to be some Did you crab. make reservations? I I crab. See, he's always talking about food. Food and feces. Guys, listen, I don't know what you're about to do, but I am out. been over the top with michelle taylor willis tune in every wednesday at 4 p.m on the real 1100